It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Your voice. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. We would like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Yogara people as the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. Not and we bad. would like to pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty never ceded. Sovereignty never ceded. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to General Queries, a podcast about the Brisbane queer scene. I am your host, Talia. I am joined in the studio today with the dulcet tones of my wonderful co-host, Megan. It is so good to have you back. Hello. I love you so much. It's ASMR. <laughs> um, you can't turn this into an ASMR podcast. I've, really I've talked to Zane about having an ASMR podcast and he's like, you can do it. I'm just not doing anything for it. What would, you even, what would you even do with an ASMR Honestly, podcast? I would do like ASMR, but like the stupidest, like peanut butter drives. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, um, are you aware of- Purple hippo. Are you aware of, sorry, I know that we're like two minutes in and we should really be like on topic, but have you heard about boyfriend ASMR? No. <laughs> I just, I'm eating and I just like, I dropped my fork and looked at Talia with just this disdain in my eyes. Anyway, I got a new phone. Oh, I'm by so the way. proud of you. We're not going to talk about boyfriend ASMR? No. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm also joined in the, would you like to be introduced? Okay. I'm also joined in the studio with Jonathan, who's here to do all of our sound and audio now. Okay, that's unfortunate, but I just need everyone to know that Jonathan's here and we love our them podcast, very dearly. Our pod father, our pod has father. retired. Yeah, we forced him <laughs> into retirement. <laughs> we forced him into retirement. It's one of those. He's like over there on his phone now, just like living life, happy to chill. Yeah, are you proud of us, Zane? We're like your children who are trying to do things. We're like we're trying we to moved make out meals. of home. We've emerged yeah. like butterflies from our cocoon. And you've kind of like you've turned up in our house and you've seen the fact that we can't do our own washing and you're like, this is fine. You'll learn eventually. <laughs> Who are we joined by today, Talia? That's an excellent question. Because <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about today. We're talking about sexuality. And sorry, you yeah. can cut that. That's fine. <laughs> I usually get Talia to like debrief. <laughs> Just didn't happen today. No. I, what I really enjoy about general queries, like having done this for like a year now, good Lord, um, is the fact that like our conversations can be quite varied. Like, yeah, like we try and keep the same like tone throughout the whole thing, but our conversations are quite varied and therefore like what we actually, and like the vibe that we end up bringing to the table is always very different and interesting, mm. which is something that I'm just, I'm with, I'm for. Yeah, no, I noticed that about your podcast. Yeah. It's just like, you just never know what you people are going to talk about. Like, surprise. Yeah, We're going to be more positive though. About. We need to be more positive. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty positive. We're pretty positive. Yeah. Anyway. Validation. Who are we joined by? We are joined in the studio today by Elisa Lloyd. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Is it Lloyd as in Lloyd? Lloyd, yeah. yeah, like as in the first name, last name. That's I have two two first names as my name. No, 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 no. But like, is Lloyd spelled with two L's? At two the start, L's, like Lama. Yes. yeah. Well, Lisa Lloyd is here. 
Yeah, Lisa. Uh. Would you like to uh, give a little? <laughs> yeah. So, um, about yourself. And yeah. Okay. So I'm. Uh, I guess I'm part of the queer Brisbane scene. I don't really know. A big um, old gay. Are, sorry, are a big old gay. Yeah. Yes, I am a lesbian. That's all you need to be part of the Brisbane scene. Um, anyway. Yeah, and that's it, exactly. And I'm 27, and I. Uh, I don't know. I have my own podcast, which is uh, Talia has been on it, and we uh, talked about David Lynch for two hours. It was, it was two hours. Bird. It's actually it's uh, the episode aired this morning, so it's it's on it's on Apple yeah. Podcasts. And yeah, we we will link it yeah. in the we'll yeah. link it it's somewhere. Really it's it was so funny. I listening back to it, I was just, like, cracking myself. It just the thing with David Lynch is that I have a lot of opinions. That's so it. you they were go good listen opinion. to that episode <laughs> <laughs> to hear Talia talk about David Lynch for two hours. So are you saying that you're Lisa Lloyd the lesbian? Yeah. Alliteration? Yeah, exactly. Wow, well, Megan, I can't there? believe you've done this. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. Um, so why why are we here? To talk about... Uh, about fandom, I guess. That's that's kind of what the idea that I had. Wait, sorry, talk. what? Fandom? Fandom? Is that... No? Yeah. No, yes, no, I'm here for it. I just, I play dumb cop. So it's like, oh. what are we, why? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've been a big part of fandom since I was about 18 or 19. So almost 10 years now. And um, yeah, it's just been like a huge part of my life. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I, Which do I, we mean fandom like as in Harry Potter fandom? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay, it's, cool. Yeah. I thought it was some sort of like cult. I mean, it is. It is a cult. It's a whole, yeah. bunch, it's a oh. whole bunch of preteens walking around just talking about their shows like they actually the exist. And anime, anime on, on my side. Hey, you're verified on Twitter, but are you verified in the eyes of, of God? God? <laughs> and so I, what kind of fandoms are you a part of? Okay, so at the moment I'm in the like the MCU fandom, like Captain America yeah, fandom, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like my main fandom at the moment. Um, I was in like a bunch of different fans, Supernatural fandom, um, Teen Wolf fandom, were. of course. Like <laughs> you can look at me and tell that I was part of the Supernatural fandom. Yeah. Because I'm now part of the cat fandom. <laughs> It's like oh a God. logical. Were you ever in the Harry Potter fandom though? No, I wasn't, and I don't want to be. You're dead to me. I don't want to be part. Do you know of what? I'm, sorry. I'm on the You've fence. Fuck <laughs> Harry Potter. I really hope that picked up in the recording. I'm sorry. What? No, like Fuck okay. Harry Potter. Harry. Okay. I said it. I'm not taking it back. Well, I'm going to move on entirely. <laughs> I'm not starting this particular discourse today. <laughs> I'm legit going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, no, we're going to take that. We're I have gonna... Gryffindor slippers. Okay. I have a full set of Hogwarts house sockets. Sockets. I just said that word. Oof. Look, I have, like, I have a full set of Hogwarts house socks. That doesn't I mean I don't fuck with people who have that kind of, like, no. you can get material. out. Okay. That's, <laughs> okay. that's perfectly fine. The shows between sitting here this and talking about Harry Potter and actually leaving. Like, we'll talk We'll talk about this when we get home. <laughs> okay. So Your mother why? needs to talk Mom. to you. No, I think, I think like, it's really, like, you, you were talking to me, like, before about, like, your interest in fandom and stuff yep. like that. And I think that, like, um, like to kind of explain um, what sexuality is, yep. um, it's basically a podcast where you bring people on and you just talk about, the queer representation in certain types of media. So, yeah. like, I came on and I talked about um, Mulholland mostly Drive Mulholland Drive and David um, Lynch. And, yeah. yeah, and then a little bit of like David Lynch's other work. And I'm like in the middle of season three of Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. um, where my good good boy is like being led literally by fate um, to win like major jackpots at a casino. I love Dale Cooper so much, um, but. 
Is he the one you had canon as ace? Oh, is yeah, absolutely yeah. he is. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think – what was my point? I've gone lost it. I keep doing that. The interest that you have in fandom, like, I think really speaks to, like, your work with sexuality, which is yeah. – like, you just – uh, like so we came on and talked about David Lynch um you've talked about like the MCU you've talked about or um, yeah the Marvel yeah, Avengers the, yeah you've um, done Batman. one on the Norse North mythology the, yeah mythology like there was Norse mythology but mm. there was like um Japanese mythology um different types of mythology in there so yeah I can't remember them all yeah but, um, yeah. but yeah that, that that's kind of what sexuality does and I I like it because it, it's like you find like really heavy like as an academic, as an academic, um, hair quotes, <laughs> I'm like talking myself down for that one. Um, but like you find a lot of like really heavy, intense discussions of like mm. queer rep. It's mm. really nice to just have a podcast where you can be like, I have opinions, also I'm queer. And then just be able to talk about that yeah. in kind of like a free space without having to justify yourself and go also Foucault, also Adorno, also like all of these yeah. theorists. So like, yeah, I think like that's, that's kind of the work that you do you want to explain a little bit more yeah I was hoping that I would cultivate that kind of atmosphere like at the beginning especially with the Captain Marvel episode I like I still try and do this but I try and like research as much as I can and um, try and find like in quotes literary kinds of um, analyses of whatever I'm looking at and so like it was easy with like but I'm a cheerleader because and there was like certain uh, allusions to like John Waters work and people have um, done a lot of literary criticism around his his work and so yeah it was in the beginning it was more like trying to find um as many like in quotes again literary sources for analysis but like it's kind of just morphed into like oh I'll just you know do a little bit of research I'll watch the things I'll you know read about some stuff and then I'll let the guests just like talk about what they want to talk about yeah yeah I think like it's wholesome yeah I think there's like definitely a space for that because hey literary theory and academia bullshit it's high concept it's really high concept that's just my hot take there well we i'm really glad we that study i study it and i'm already bored yeah <laughs> I, I like um graduated degree in english literature and writing oh, so, christ like, alive are you okay uh, i'm i've recovered <laughs> but um like so i'm really glad i have that background yeah. to draw on because it, i wouldn't be able to do this podcast my podcast without that background mm. but at the same time i don't have to use it all the time like we can just sit there and talk about santa clarita diet and like how cute lisa and Anne are yeah. for like 20 minutes without having to be like okay but the lesbian theory behind and the freudian and the Foucauldian and you know all that you know we can just talk about let's, let's talk about uh cw connell's three theories of masculinity and how also, it Freud is an outmoded theory anyway. I know, I know. It's never been falsified. Well, okay, not in not in literary theory. Like, like in literary theory, he's still no. a, yeah, no, he's still a big thing in yeah. literary theory. No, yeah, sorry. Talo Cavino. Yeah, you go back to like you go back to the Greek. Freud that okay. seriously. No one should take anything that seriously. But here we are. Freud has never been falsified, therefore you cannot make it. My girlfriend is a psych honors student. I know my shit. Look, he's outdated in psych. He's like, you just can't. And I studied studied psychology, so like we had to study uh, Freud for like a little bit. Mm. And it was just like, okay, so we have to because he's like, he was really important and influential in talking therapy Mm. and like the basis of what we use therapy for today. But all of his ideas were severely 
like terrible. They're just garbage. Yeah, and the so, sexist yeah. is all shit. Like sexist, heterosexist. It's like woof. Yeah, not to throw big terms around, but but they've also never been falsified, which means you can't say like. Freud was definitely wrong or Freud was definitely right. They've never been falsified. So it's just kind of in this weird limbo of like, they might be right, they might be wrong. It's like Schrodinger's cat of theories. What I want to know though, legit, is what I want to know is like, because like obviously with the rise of Tumblr, RIP. Yeah. um, I'm still on Tumblr. No. We we have done an episode about like- No, I love Tumblr. Tumblr. I'm just really mad that they have cracked down so hard on on sex workers, but that's just my own thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, We'll move past that. Tumblr was kind of the the birthplace for a lot of this stuff and a lot of queer culture. Yeah, Um, I mean, like, that's where I cut my teeth on it. That's, like, Tumblr is how I found out that I was attracted to girls. Like, I literally went the first 18 years of my life not knowing I was attracted to girls. And then I went on Tumblr and I was like, what? (laughs) People can do that? People can do – people can not be heterosexual? What is happening? Yeah, I know. It was just – it was blew my mind, yeah. Wild. I believe in you. Um, but but yeah, yeah, like like the the melding of like these two communities, and now they're almost like inextricably linked. Like mm. like you can't have one without the other. Almost exactly. Like, like that's what I use Tumblr for. Is like my my main mode of fandom, and even just like expressing myself in general is through Twitter. And so I've like kind of cultivated this like through who I follow and what tags I use, and you know who I talk to, um, like contacts and like interest in the fandoms that I'm a part of through Twitter. So I found that in recent years to be the best mode of like not necessarily like the for everything, but like just in terms of like interacting with people, getting ideas out there, that kind of thing, like sharing ideas. I found Twitter to be really good for that. But Tumblr also has its uses. Has it has its uses. It has its uses. Well, it no, is like important. It's, it's yeah. a very common story that you know, I found out about my identity because of Tumblr. Mm. And, like, we've, we've done – we've touched on this before in, like, past episodes. Like, it's very prevalent in, like, smaller, lesser, well-known queer communities, like um, like non-binary identities, um, A-spec identities, stuff like that. Like, majority of those people know about those, like, labels and those communities because of Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah, which is – I guess – the backfires in that tumblr is now seen as like a cesspool yeah like a cesspool of like discourse um stay away from the discourses i think discourse Um, gets a bad name because i come from literary theory and discourse is a part of literary theory so like i yeah it's it's a different i think there's a difference between like you know you're analyzing a movie from x perspective to you're arguing that like you know, X identity is inherently transphobic. Yeah. Um, and like you're trying to argue that, you know, X label isn't part of the community. Like, I don't know, it yeah. feels it feels really um like a witch hunt. Yeah. In my day they called that wank. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> that's um, how old yeah, I that, am. That's how it be. And it's also like it You're twenty seven. Be- <laughs> you're not old. <laughs> It can also oh, be- I've been around. <laughs> and for anyone oh, no. that's going to like message us being like, that Monty Python quote was wrong. It's your 37. You're not old. Like, I know. It was a paraphrase. I didn't even realize it was a quote. Yeah, I didn't even. For real? Oh, my God. I have seen some Monty Python, like, <sighs> but just not I have a passing enough. knowledge of where do you Monty get, Python. Where do you get these Harry Potter hating <laughs> not Monty Python knowing people? <laughs> 
I apologize. Maybe I shouldn't hate on Harry Potter so much. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Um, <laughs> so, like, what kind of... Because, I mean, like, like knowing that Tumblr exists yep. and Twitter exists, yep. like, what kind of... Content? Yeah, what kind of content are you I write like, sharing fan and fiction. making? Right. Yeah, so, like, I, I have, like, a couple... I'm not going to call them friends because I don't really, like thinking of in people I've never met in real life because I've had so many bad experiences with like internet friends that I call them like acquaintances or like pals or whatever like they're my pals but um yeah so I have a lot of pals who I share ideas with and we write fic and then we just come up with headcanons and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's like my main mode but um I might branch out into, I don't know, probably not. I think I'm just going to stay with fan fiction because I have a writing degree. I'm a writer. I've written books, you know, so that's just what I like. And to be fair, there are actually, like, now that Good Omens has come out, there are a lot of, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, um, but there are a lot of, like, really high-profile writers who are just like, oh, yeah, this can be seen as fan fiction. Like, this mm. is basically, I, like, this thing that I wrote and is published, that's basically fan fiction. Mm. Like, you know, there's Good Omens. Um, Richard Seekin, who is, like, my favourite poet, um, he made a big statement saying that like his first anthology crush could be seen as John Locke fan fiction, mm. and I was like, please, please don't. I, I, it was a beautiful series, and I. Well, I think. Um, oh yeah, Dante's Inferno. Let's talk about Dante's <laughs> Inferno. <laughs> Jonathan just wrote like this little note, and they were like, Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Dante's Inferno is basically just Christian fan fiction. Like yeah. the entirety of the Renaissance is just fan fiction. Leonardo da Vinci was just a fan artist. Yeah. And also... Tell me I'm wrong, Megan. Tell me I'm wrong. Look me dead in the eyes and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm thinking! <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Like every... I hate that. No. Every no. biopic ever made yeah. is fan fiction. It's RPF. Yeah. Every biopic ever made. I don't like this. <laughs> and then you get biopics like um, Bohemian Rhapsody that just like... I'm like hardly boy, any of that was true. Me. They just made up scenes for that. Yeah, they did make up scenes for it, but that's also like because um, as much as I love and respect um, What's-His-Face with the big hair, who was an astrophysicist, he was yeah. like, you can't show me as Albert a bad... Albert Einstein? No. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no the um, guy that wrote Sail Away, Sweet make, Sister. Can we um, make a, a pic of that? Can it's, we, it's can we James- make a sticker of that? Just like a very confused face saying <laughs> Albert Einstein? <laughs> Send it to Nita. <laughs> Brian May, that's it. Yeah, yeah, no, Brian May. Like they were like, oh, we want to do a show about um, Freddie Mercury, and Brian May was like, you can't use any of our music if I'm seen to be a bad person. So yeah. they had to like rewrite half the Freddie Mercury story to make them seem more sympathetic. Sounds like something a bad person would yeah. say. I mean, it could have been. There was a, there was a, I think it was a Bruce Springsteen biopic where he was like, nah, you can't do any of these things, and like if you do these things, you can't use my music. And they were like, oh, okay, that's cool. We we won't use your music then and then gave a, a true account of what actually what? happened that's yeah. awesome so it's basically like writing fan fiction about your own life yeah well that yeah. would be an autobiography oh, like yeah. no autobiographies well, i don't think that would be it's, fan fiction. it's, Unless it's like an auto though, i suppose it's an autobiography that. au yeah autobiographical <laughs> au no not really because you're writing it about canon if your life is oh uh, yeah okay it's not an AU no but if you're changing bits and pieces of it that's an AU yeah but right? if we're in the matrix no not necessarily <laughs> because you can be like okay I, I ship these characters but I'm putting him in the original setting it's like if you had I always call him 
Ezra Farley. His name is Aziraphale, I think. Aziraphale, yeah, yeah from I've Good Omens. Yeah, I literally always called him Aziraphale. I don't know why. I just always have. I never knew how it was pronounced, so that's just what I'm... So Aziraphale and Crowley, and if you put them, like, even them kissing in a fan fiction or in fan art or whatever, that's not an AU. That's just your own interpretation of them because an AU would be, like, they are human and they own a bookshop together, like... But then, of course, they also do have a bookshop in the series. <laughs> That's, again, Sorry. as someone who doesn't, like... I'm deeply confused. <laughs> well, okay, I think, like, you kind of have to... Like, in AU would be, like... Um, yeah, if, no, I understand yeah. the concept. Yeah. I'm no, just confused happens. by it the really series. Oh, oh yeah, I haven't actually watched the series. I just know... A lot. Like, I read the book <laughs> and I know a lot of because yeah, I'm on Tumblr, so it would be like <laughs> very, everything is spoiled for you. Yeah, it would be very hard for me to be on Tumblr and not know exactly the plot of Good Opens, despite the fact that I haven't watched it. Um, so I'm just gonna tie us all back. Jonathan's told me that we're we're back, so we we're leaving um, the the God, top, the Jonathan. area of topic. We're departing. Okay, um, so we're talking about sexuality. Well. Yeah, I was going to ask why you, like, what prompted you to start the podcast? So, originally, I wanted to do your podcast, basically. <laughs> and I A wanted to be back, like, bitch. <laughs> I know. Not my territory, not my lane. I'm just going to stay at it. So, um, yeah, it was basically like, I didn't know that you guys had a podcast about this. And then I was like, no one's going to listen to me interview queer people and talk about their interests. We have over 2,000 listeners. So I you know. can suck it. <laughs> But I was like, I didn't know that many people and like I didn't have that many contacts. Yeah. And like even doing this podcast, I didn't, my podcast, I didn't have as many contacts. It's like, maybe I should have to Not start the podcast. It's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, we are constantly like, we don't know what we're doing. Da, 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 it, da, da, yeah. Da. It comes from a point of, um, and we can cut all of this, um, but it, it comes from a point of like, we... Like this started as a uni project. We're quite yeah. o- like I'm quite open about the fact that yeah. I was kind of just brought on as the host, and now I'm doing general manager stuff. Mm. Um, but it's also just like- the best. Thanks. Well, I don't know anything about that because I run my podcast yeah, myself. Yeah, no, no. Well, <laughs> so, like, yeah, no, because we we had to put together. Well, these guys had to put together a structure for the mm. uni assessment, so we've just kind of kept it and like mm. it's carried over. Um, but like we are constantly finding that like because we've been kind of like airy fairy about everything and the conversations that we have with people we're trying to get more structured Mm. because i think like the point that i was making with megan earlier about like good like content versus good content yeah like there's only so many like eh, conversations that you can have with people before you're like you need to have a structure and you need to have good content yeah um so there's my hot take on what we're doing um but we can cut all of that what shit Shit, that's content. God, no. That's oh no. Um, but everything's con. Don't do that to me. Don't. We're not vlogging. I found a. I saw a snail today. Effervescent. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I hated that. Um. Yeah. So you were you were saying about like you wanted to do something like this. Yeah, and then I was like, I listened to the Bechdel cast like so often. I just like have listened to that podcast all the way through at least three times. And then I started a blog called the Russo Test, where I um just analyzed queer media mm-hmm. and like whether it passed the Russo test and then I actually started with Phoebe LeBrock who does Here We Queer um, who's the co-founder of Here We Queer and they throw events throughout the city they're like a community group 
and they're awesome and they do queer events and they um they like I can't even explain how fucking cool they are but um they uh Phoebe brought me on board to do a live panel basically of the pod of the Russo test and we talked about the first one we only had two but um the first one was Mean Girls and the second one was Rent and the Rent episode I actually recorded and put on sexuality so um it's there if you want to listen to it the audio is not good (laughs) but it is slightly less bad than the audio for my normal episodes (laughs) so it like again that's another like sometimes you just need to go with the equipment that you've got yeah like yeah and that's fine yeah yeah and um i'm thinking of forking out a hundred dollars so i can use the uh the libraries the state library of queensland's um uh recording services but then i get it and then i paid a hundred dollars for a microphone so (laughs) i could have done one or the other and like at least this way with a microphone i can take it to other people's houses so yeah Yeah. me with my microphone on my back (laughs) portable yeah yeah and um, like the modern troubadour i don't know what that is a troubadour is like a like a a traveling minstrel in a small town so they just kind of stand around <laughs> they're not like it's different to a busker it's like they or a beggar like they don't take money or anything they just walk around the town and play music i'm more like socrates just walking around going how do you feel what do you think and good lord tell me yeah so um you no that's not a question oh uh, yeah so anyway um, um so yeah. we did uh queerest film club which was me and phoebe lebrock and her partner um taylor and um we did that for two nights and that was really fun and that like kind of spurred me on to making the podcast and so from there I was like so what do I want to do I'm really passionate about queer things I'm really passionate about queer things and media and so I just decided to combine them into into my podcast I was like tossing up ideas about what I wanted to the podcast to be about and then I just settled on um analyzing I was going to do films and then I was like well why just stop at films like I love tv shows I love music I love you know like we did the David Lynch one where we just talked about yeah yeah, um where we just talked about his entire career yeah so as opposed to just doing one movie and we got a two-hour episode out of it two hours wow (laughs) it was awesome I I had trouble cutting that down and to the point where I was just like I'm not cutting you, it down. You, you can't. You can't. I think I cut four minutes out of it in general. I'm like, really proud of you. Entirety yeah. Of, yeah. Um, I'm scared for my life. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on David Lynch. Jonathan hates every single one of them. Jonathan doesn't think that Joanne... Joanne? Jo- Jolene is a good song. doesn't think that Jolene slaps. It slaps. I actually I actually want to... Sorry, we're, we're like jumping topics mm. a lot. I think like the energy in the room is just it about that. We'll We've see. got that real McElroy energy today. Uh, <laughs> I know that reference and I hate that I do. Yeah, thanks. Um, but like just to like jump back to fandom, um, like I've had kind of these discussions with a couple of other people, but they've never been... Like, we, like we've never focused on it it's just like a point that mm. we've always touched on but I've always found that like when you go to conventions and stuff like that mm. you can always find the queer kids oh That's wow most yeah. of them isn't that yeah like, most of yeah. like it, it, but it, it's really interesting that like he is like you know in Tumblr you have this overlap between like yeah. fandom and, and queerness, queerness. Um, and then that kind of like moves into real life which is just really interesting to me like you you can just spot them from a mile away if mm. they're wearing homestuck cosplay <laughs> i've actually never been to a convention i don't think i'm a regular 
That's cool. It's unfortunate. No, no it's, I like actually really go. enjoy it. Like um, San Diego Comic-Con is on at the moment and yeah. like they just um, announced the name of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show. Nice. So yeah. I was losing my shit about that. Was that, that like a, a long time coming? Um, they announced it like maybe six months ago. I'm not actually sure. And so, like everyone was like, "What's it gonna be called? We don't know what it's gonna be called." They were really tight lipped oh, about it. So it's kind of like, but then they called it the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, um, like, that's not the most original name. That's not. No, it's kind of like when we got to the aim- the end of Game of Thrones and we thought we were gonna find out who the Night King was, and it turned out that he just like, spoiler alert, he just like evaporated after someone killed him and then like all their weird spooky imagery and their weird spooky shapes like meant nothing you said game of thrones and i just blacked out (laughs) my point that i was (laughs) why is everyone hating on me today (laughs) my point that i was trying don't like harry potter (laughs) who likes game of thrones i don't know what to tell you i i have real like i have real problems with game of thrones and i try not to like bash people who do like game of thrones but like i hate the people who like game of thrones but hate captain america and the mcu for the same reasons that i hate the game of thrones fandom i'm like indifferent about Captain yeah, America that's MCU. fine. I, I don't expect everyone to like the MCU. It's just that, like, sorry, am, am I talking too much? It's just, it's just, I hate them all. So. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Well, you hate everything, Jonathan. <laughs> the, oh, God. I, the, the thing, I was trying to make several good points, and then you brought out Game of Thrones, I'm and I just so was sorry. so left out of it. You are going to have such a fun time attempting to edit this down. <laughs> oh, good. I'm real proud. Um, love you, Zane. Love you, Zane. Uh, the point no the point i was trying to make is that like you get like a lot of queer kids moving like you know either they find out they're queer through through fandom or they move into fandom through their queer identities yeah um but like we just kind of gravitate towards it because it's like it can be like a real pure expression of ourselves yeah and like i was thinking about um because i saw this post which was like um art is such a snitch when you you like oh, yeah. did you read that post yeah, no, yeah. i just think no I that was really like, good yeah i didn't write it. art is it a really snitch good. like the moment you say like oh this is my favorite album this is my favorite artist you know these yeah. are my favorite books you're giving a lot of yourself away like, but nobody yeah. realizes that they're doing it Oh, I'm very aware. I'm okay. very aware of the things that I write into fan fiction and how like sad they are. It's and yet everyone's you. like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, the people who like my stuff are like, think it's really good. And then I'm just like, this is barely disguised, like fetish or sadness. Like there's no like, <laughs> there's no like in between. That's, that's something that you get on a, t- a t-shirt. It's just, it's a t-shirt. <laughs> well, I saw this. It's not my... In my original words, like the a reaction image, which is oh, the writer's barely disguised fetish. It was like the name of an episode of some TV show. Yike! Um, Featuring. I want to know what it was. Get no, it, no. Oh, good lord! It'd be like that sometime. Um, Jonathan, jo- jo- Jonathan, Jonathan, you can't no say that for No country for horny sin. men. You can't say that for your sin. <laughs> trying to have like a, a like a conversation about the impact of queerness on fandom Mm. and like how the way like you get these tv shows that are just kind of swallowed by queerness but the creators themselves won't 
actually accept that the majority of their their fandom is queer Mm. so they end up queer baiting a lot of the time which is where like i think sexuality comes in like you guys Mm. actually sit back and you talk um, a lot about like the uh subtext of things yeah like it's like i don't like on my podcast we don't necessarily talk about like the fandom side of it which i would like to do that like if someone wants to come on my show and talk about tumblr and have that as an episode i would love that that's media that's queer let's do it but like it's also quite terrifying it is yeah no you get i mean you can get into a whole bunch of of discussions about like where does where do the content creators stop queer baiting and where is Mm. it actually real like the what what line are they writing like they obviously some of the creators know they're writing lines but like when does when does that stop and then like especially with good omens and and that's what i was just thinking yeah, yeah like the the current it's not really a debacle the man is an ally the man is dating like Neil Gaiman is dating a bisexual woman. They're they're married, um, or they're in like a long term partnership. Um, I thought he was gay. No, no he's, he's yeah, oh, he's married to a yeah, Amanda yeah. Palmer. I know that, but yeah. like I don't know. Yeah, I just um, always thought he was gay. I knew he was married to Amanda Palmer. You can no. cut that bit. Um, <laughs> cutting that. Cutting that. Uh, um, yeah, like he's married to Amanda Palmer. Um, mm. And then, like, when Good Omens came out, like, there was this whole argument about, like, are they gay? Why don't they kiss? And yeah. he came out and said, okay, they don't have a gender and they don't have sexuality. They just have ended up being played by two guys. That's it. Um, so it's this really interesting thing of, like, they're actually non-binary. Like, they're a non-binary couple. And, like, asexual. Yeah. Um, but also like some people are really yeah you can get into a lot of discussions about like is that the correct kind of rep that we need whereas i i argue that it is it's a, would, it's a good series yeah i would argue that in order for them to be genderless or gender neutral or whatever term you want to use they should be played by gender like non-binary people mm. but then they also do use he and pronouns so yeah that's okay fair point um yeah again like it's an interesting discussion to be had i don't like i think with a lot of like literary analysis because that's what this is this is literary analysis you can't really find an end point to it sometimes like i think you can draw a line and going like that is definitely like not good but i don't think like everyone's gonna take their own things away from it which is i think why it's good to have that discussion yes point no i was just i was just listening it was nice it was good. Cool. Um, Jonathan's told me we have to wrap up now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're They're making fun moves with their hair. Are you? Oh, we're, we're wrapping the present. We're tying the. Yeah, got it. Okay. This is charade. I book my uh, my uh, rooms for like three hours at a time, so we can have two hour conversations. Good lord. About David Lynch. <laughs> About, About David Lynch. Lynch. It was a good. He, com- he does not deserve two hours of our time. The issue is I keep giving it to him. I really do. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I keep giving it. offspring? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunate. I really hate all of this. Something we can agree on. (laughs) Good music. Yeah, right. We usually um, like ask uh, this at the end of every every episode. Wow. That was a long walk for a short drink of water. (laughs) Let me show So we usually ask 
this at the end of every episode. Um, if you could give advice to your younger self or to younger queer people, what advice would you give? Um, I kind of always say this to people and it never gets any less true, but reach out, like reach out to people um, who want to help you, even though it can be the scariest thing in the world. Like it can be so scary to even acknowledge that there's something wrong, but, or something's not right, I suppose. But, um, you know, it, it is really important to like, you know, in, in the bluntest terms, fucking go to therapy go to therapy (laughs) just do it but in the nicest terms like reach out to people people love you and you will like and even if you don't have anyone immediately around you who wants to help you or can help you there are services available mental health services sexuality services um anything like in brisbane especially there's heaps of places um rainbow uh rainbow families i think um transcendence for non-binary and trans people there's um Acon and Rapid and uh, Quack for people who who um, have like sex like physical sexuality um, like uh, things that they need to sort out. Um, so there's always people around you who can help you, and so please, please don't be afraid to reach out. It can be the scariest thing in the world, but you will be better for it. And fucking go to therapy. Just go to therapy. Validating. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for coming and talking. Um, Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. It's been Uh, wild. I'm very tired. (laughs) Like the McElroy energy. Oh no. Um, Yeah, I'm like just like. It's like I'm high a little bit. Like I'm just like. It's been good to have. What is happening? Oh god. Um, I don't know if I want that effect on people. No, like it's good. It's fine. I'm just, it's like a mix of being like quite tired and also like not knowing what's going yeah. on. Um, um, for everyone out there in podcast listening land, thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, we will see you all next week. I hope you're taking care of yourself, drinking water and taking your meds and also go to therapy. Um, we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Harry Potter's the shit. <laughs> to look five years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.